0: Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. Today, we have a very dear friend and sister, Mandy Goldberg. Hi, Mandy. Hi. (laughs) So happy to have you. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's such an honor to be asked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And talk about the magic that you are and what you do in the world because it's so special and you're so just like enlivened like this is your purpose and your passion and yeah so mandy is a birth doula a postpartum doula she also does birth education which we'll get into um but really you're like the most perfect person on the planet for this because i i don't know if i know anybody as like loving and sweet and kind as you and just like you love it so much and so i'm just so excited to dive into this because i know mm. we have mamas to listen to the podcast and Ooh, like, yay. yeah Hi, mamas. Like, <laughs> <"Hey, mamas." laughs> so yeah and um mandy and i met almost a year ago we were just talking about how it's almost a year like our friendiversary i really can't freaking believe it i know i want to <laughs> celebrate
1: it it's it's a it's an important milestone for us
0: (laughs) truly and I'm just like wow it feels like no time and so much time you know has gone by and it's just been so sweet and yeah I just feel so grateful to have you in my life and yeah you've become one of my
1: like closest and most favorite humans and there's really been some like sister I don't know girl healing wound young me things happening in our connection so I'm really
0: grateful to have you in my life as a sister yeah we do such a good job of loving each other in those places where we're like who's gonna want to see me here or I'm I'm cranky today and like will you still love me and we're both like yeah I'm still here (laughs)
1: totally I love seeing you cranky it's like it's permission giving I'm like if Meredith is gonna be cranky it's okay for anyone to be cranky oh my god
0: So sweet. Yeah. So sweet. So, yeah, I'd love to like dive in and hear, like, how did you get into being a Brit doula Yeah. Tell us, like, what was the spark? And, like, I just want everybody to hear your passion. Mm,
1: <laughs> I do really, really love it. Am I allowed to curse? I almost just, said you can that say whatever okay. the fuck okay. you want. I just, there's I an E label <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> I just stopped myself from saying it in my first sentence. So, here we go. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start from childhood which is where it feels like it was born this this dream and this passion. Um I you know when you're a little kid and your teacher asks you like oh what do you want to be when you grow up or like every adult you encounter somehow pressures mm-hmm. you into figuring out what you want to do. And I used to say baby doctor. At like 5 years old I was like baby doctor and I remember my mom asking me like, oh, do you want to be like Dr. So-and-so who like checks your tummy when you're you're sick? And I'm like, no, I'd like to deliver babies. Like I was very clear on the kind of baby doctor,
0: quote unquote.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I I just remember at that age, having this really deep, inherent, nurturing soul, like wanting mm. to pick up the kids in my play group who were like crying for their mom and be like, it's okay. I've got you like, and, and simultaneously fighting off like the waves of shame that I would feel at that instinct. Like, I shouldn't want to do this. Like uh-huh. I'm not old enough to do this. Why, where's this coming from? Like, this feels old and I'm a little kid. And I, I was aware of that. Like mm-hmm. there's a deep nurturing instinct in here. And maybe it's misplaced. Like, what is this? Um, But it, it manifested in me declaring that I wanted to be a baby doctor. And, and I've, I lost that. I think I lost that in the college and the traveling and the self-discovery and wanting to be big and wanting to, you know, travel and be free and explore. And I kind of lost that, that tethering to that that childhood dream and only mm. just found it a few years ago. Again, during the pandemic in a, in a mm. moment of why am I on this planet and yeah, everything's crumbling and why am I even here? Like, fuck, like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. This waitressing, babysitting, like, mm. you know, whatever, saving up enough to travel mm-hmm. and then coming back home and starting over again at a liquor store or whatever I was doing. And I was reminded from my partner and my sister. Remember that doula thing you've been dreaming about? Remember the babies? Um, And I just listened. I don't know why I listened. We were on the beach in Santa Cruz and I was in like a, like a woe is me. And they both were holding that and reflecting that to me. Like, you got to remember that dream that you had. I'm like, you're right. I do. And I signed up for a training and just within the first hour of that training, jaw on the floor, like, I'm home, like, this oh. this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. So yeah, yeah, I don't know how I became aware that the word doula even existed, or that that was a thing I could do. But somehow I, I knew in my 20s, I guess um. I just might have heard it somewhere. But
0: yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. And I feel like so often we come home, right? Like we kind of know when we're children and then all this stuff happens in between. And sometimes we come back to that original like knowing. And yeah, like I'll just reflect back at you like that Mm -hmm. nurturing part of you is just like it's like your soul, you know, and it comes so naturally out of you. And nothing about it feels like people pleasing Mm -hmm. or like caretaking. It's like your heart and your soul, you know? Like, I really feel that from you. Mm -hmm. It's just so like your arms are just like, oh, love, (laughs) nursing and nursing by you. It's like, it's just like the sweetest thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah,
1: that means a lot. I mean, I know this about myself, but hearing it from someone else, that someone else experiences me that way and sees that gift in me, it's so
0: validating. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think yeah. everybody who knows you would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And uh, to to remark on your people-pleasing comment, it, has, it hasn't always been that clean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Woo, <laughs> that was a journey.
1: <laughs> Tell us about the messiness. <laughs> um, well, I, I think I'm always an inquiry about that. You know, i yeah. I, I merge. I, I have the merging pattern, you know, and in, in uh-huh. um the personality patterns and um I don't know, Enneagram four generator, like I just kind of go with the flow for the most part. And I can often lose myself big time. Yeah. Um or, you know, do things so that people will love me, you know, it's it's what everyone wants. Um but doing this work in this way where people are really needing this Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: and they want me
1: to come and provide this and they're asking for it. I'm like, ah, okay. Like I can do this. I can hold this and I can hold boundaries and I can hold myself in it and not overextend. Um, Mm. so it's been a, a beautiful lesson, this work and how to, how to apply those same principles in my personal life with friendships and relationships. And how do I, how do I give what feels like it's overflowing from yeah. my very generous heart, and not with the intention of receiving love back, but just mm-hmm. with, just to give it,
0: mm. and to serve. Yeah. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, best friends on the planet. I'm just like the luck, the luckiest girl in the world. <laughs> oh my no, it's god.
1: mutual because you see me. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh I'm so excited to ask you this next question because I know Ooh. you're gonna like a lot and it just like came to me I'm like hmm. tell me what you love about being at a birth oh, and what it's God. like and what's the experience like because it's just like so magical the way you described it
1: oh. to me I'm like tingling just at having been asked that question yeah. oh birth is it's funny it's such a it's such a human thing it's something that happens on earth but it's unearthly it's like it is so so Mm -hmm. divine Mm. it is intense it's it's such such a lovely blend of masculine feminine like active passive allowing pushing doing feeling ah it's it's there's such an electricity in the room no matter yeah. what stage we're in, mm-hmm. what the emotions are what emotions are flowing or how people are interacting or who's there, what setting it's in, there is such an aliveness, there's such a current of of oh it's just the essence of 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 what it is to be mm-hmm. um, and it it just feels like attending attending the birth of so many things all at once it's so much more than just this baby coming it's this mother being born it's this father being born it's this whole timeline for this being it's this new karmic path for them it's <laughs> it's everything and <laughs> ah, i don't have words <laughs> it's dark it's light it's i can i can name all the contrasts it's everything mm. and just being allowed, not only allowed, but invited, being invited and wanted into a space where the biggest, most enormous transition, the most vulnerable thing is happening. And it's just the honor of my life to be allowed in these spaces. It is, it's incredible.
0: Mm.
1: I can't, I can't even believe that I get to do this. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I get to do this. Like I have gotten myself here somehow and I get to witness birth. Mm. It's, it's a dream. Yeah. Living my dream for sure.
0: And you know, I just got this download as you were talking about all of that is how Being, like, a doula, like, bringing, like, helping to usher life into this planet, it's, like, you know, the soul comes into the body, and then it comes out. It's, like, born, you know, and it's got to be one of the most ancient, like, practices, you know, like, uh, that there is, like, from the beginning of time. Like, women have been giving birth to babies, and I think of, like women being together and like, you know, the red tent and like how there's always been doulas, like yes. mothers have always needed this support, yes. you know? So it's just gotta, it's just like, oh my goodness. And then just think about the way that you show up to it. has got, I'm just like thinking of like all the lineages, like being like touched and healed and, you know, yeah. like bringing a baby in like way that you view it and you honor it like, you know, I've talked to other doulas, I don't know that they all look at it the way that you do in Mm. this, like, sacred, like, way. Mm. You know, like, I really Mm -hmm. feel you combining, like, the magical, and then, you know, the mystical, and the Mm -hmm. shamanic, and also, like, you also just know so much about, like, science, and the body, and like, Mm. like, you're really combining all of these modalities, and, and, and all of the work that you've done on yourself to bring this into your work. And I just yeah. think that that is so special. Like mm. any mama that gets your present. So I'm mm-hmm. like, God, I don't like whenever I have a baby, wherever I am in the world, I'm like, man, he's going to come.
1: Oh, I will fly. <laughs> I will fly from wherever I am. Oh, I promise you. <laughs> I'm going to come like a month before you're due, stay yeah. a month after.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you'll have
1: me. Oh, my God. I would love Are
0: that. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> oh God, there's literally no B album. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm so, and the thing that comes to, my mind is like how much you probably have to advocate for these families that you work with. Cause I know like you go to the hospital with them and they have yeah. all different kinds of births and home births and hospital yeah. births. And, and a lot of what you do, I'm sure is like advocating. Cause this medical system that we have doesn't really support like the wisdom of women. And so I'm curious, like, how do you support, yeah. you know, families and, and like, like bridging that.
1: Yeah. Great question. So it's funny. I kind of, I kind of take issue a little bit with this, like advocating for thing that's in the yeah. world. There's a lot of like, like in a lot of interviews I do with clients, they're like, you know, I really want someone to advocate for me, you know, and this word yeah. advocate for, yeah, and just like my perspective and from what I've taught and, and learned and seen, I can't advocate for anyone. Like right. I can only, help someone understand all the possibilities, you know, whether Mm. in advance or in the moment and help them inquire, help them seek, seek the knowing within themselves. And if they need a little help figuring out what that is, like I ask questions, I'm there, but advocating it's like Yeah. It's they, they are in charge and they know what they need. I firmly believe every mama giving birth knows exactly what she needs. If Mm -hmm. she would just tune in. And so I, and I really try to invite that in my practice, like what, what is speaking to you right now? What needs to happen? Let's get quiet or like, ask me all the things you want to know about this particular thing that's being offered. Let's go through it and make a decision. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I do that through education, through, you know, letting them know all the options in advance and going through everything. But I also find that sometimes doing that creates fear and stress where there doesn't need to be. And so it's really holding this balance between how much do I educate and inform someone and maybe create, you know, fear or things in their mind that they weren't initially even worried about. But also, how do I share enough that they feel like they know what they'll choose depending on what things happen mm-hmm. and also how to how to mitigate trauma because often knowing all the possibilities even if we're not controlling what they what's going to happen knowing how we're going to respond to you know various things that could happen can help alleviate a a trauma response to something mm. happening too fast or too much or i don't even know what this is so yeah. it's this dance like how much to inform how much to nod and and I kind of let mm-hmm. them lead the way in terms of what they ask me or how they reveal to yeah. me they best feel prepared for something in life is it going mm. in blind is it knowing everything um yeah I take a pretty a pretty I don't know if you'd call it like a feminine approach but really first and foremost like my presence like I'm here yeah. with you I'm here with you. And often that feels like enough in some cases to mm. help someone figure out what they want, just being witnessed and being invited to take a pause. Um, so that's one one major aspect of this work. It feels like the biggest, it's just presence. Yeah.
0: Oh well, yeah. And I love that. I love that reframe of what you said. And um it it just is like so beautiful. It sounds like you're really empowering these parents. You know, because yeah. they're going to need that in raising this child. So it's like you're really, um, like, ushering them in in this way of, like, okay, well, only you know, yeah. you know, or I can give you the information, I can hold space for you, I'm available, mm-hmm. I can love you through it, and, like, but, like, you know best, you yeah. know, so I really love how you're bringing this work that you've done like on yourself into this, where it's like, you know, they're not just getting a birth doula, they're essentially getting like a coach, like a birth coach, you know? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of, a lot of mamas, they've lost the sense of like, I know what to do, you know, like for some decades now, you know, birth has become so medicalized and And it's just ripped the power right out of these Mm -hmm. women's hands. Like Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, women, you know, get pregnant without having to put much effort in. Of course, you know, some women have to do IVF and, you know, cycle tracking and all of that's beautiful. But birth, a lot of times, happens really naturally without anyone needing Mm -hmm. to know anything particular. And birth can be the same way. Like you don't need a doctor in a white coat telling you what you can and cannot do. If you were in a coma, your baby would come out. Like it's just mm-hmm. the body knows the body knows what to do. And the mind gets in a way, in the way more often than not. Yeah. And birth can be, can be such a mind game. And, and so I do a, a lot of embodiment work as well with, with these women to help them get in touch with how to know which position to get into and what, what stage they might be in. Mm. And not that it's even necessary to categorize what stage you're in, you know, birth, birth is, its own beast and it flows in its own time and there's no way to to predict it really um but i try to invite women to to just tune in yeah and not not look to others to tell them what they can and cannot do and that's yeah. the problem with the hospital is that they're trying to tell you what to do mm-hmm. so i have to do yeah. a bunch more prep for hospital births than than home births in that way
0: well, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's, and I, I look at this as like a wider, I don't want to call it a problem, but it's just a truth is like not just in birth, but in life. Like, I think I know so many women have like don't know their bodies, you yeah. know, even before they get pregnant. Like, yeah. so many women have lost touch or have never known just because of the world that we live in. Yeah. And so it's like if you're going along in life, like and just move, going through the motions and you're not connected to your body's wisdom then you get pregnant, like, that's got to be a renal wake up yeah. call to be like, Oh, my God, like, I don't know what my pussy looks like. I don't know. Yes. I, I don't even know it's there half the time. Like, yes. I don't know, you know, the signs that my body's giving me, you know, and so it's yes. so beautiful to have someone like you show up yeah. and be like, Okay, well, let's talk about it. If you're having this thing happening in your body. And you mm-hmm. know, just to, like, even yeah. just, I mean, get these women to like listen to the truth of their bodies is yeah just like it's not even helping them just through birth but like in their life after you know and then being a mom and you know and yeah i'm curious also you know because i'm sure you work with fathers too right Mm -hmm. and and not everybody's gonna have a partner when they're Mm -hmm. having a baby but i am curious like how like when you work with couples how do you like guide partners or I would want to just say men, but, you know, yeah. just like partners to support their partner, who is the one giving birth. Like, totally. Yeah, I totally. And yeah, I
1: do work with fathers a lot, but I have, I, I work with same sex couples as well. So yeah, yeah. anybody, yeah. um, how do I do that? It it's, it's different every time. And it's a little trickier. It's trickier than working with the mamas. With the mamas, I feel this like mm, nurturing. Let's like swish our hips together and you know, yeah. the moon kind of thing. And with the, <laughs> with the with the with the the partners, there's there's a feeling of of really not wanting to tread on their territory. You know, I'm not here mm-hmm. to take your role. I'm not here to you know be the one holding your, your partner and, and helping this thing move along. Like you have a a really important place. Your partners are huge in the birth space and, and it's my desire to work with them or find out how they best want to be supported so that they can support their partner. So it's like this trickling down the line. How can I support the mama? How can I support the partner to best support mama Mm -hmm. and figuring out where I fit in and all of that, um, so a lot of times it starts with, like, just gauging, like, how do you feel about this pregnancy? How do you feel about birth? How much mm-hmm. do you want to be involved? Mama, how much do you want him to be involved or her to be involved? And, and feeling it out that way. And I find that it takes a little longer sometimes to build rapport with partners than it does with mamas, yeah. um, that they have to see me a few times and really, like, feel me out. And I love that, though. It's that protector instinct in them. And I honor yeah. that. I'm like, hell yeah, you're going to need that for your baby.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I try to reflect that back to them whenever I maybe feel that, like, I'm not trying to take your role for sure. I don't want to take your role. I can sit and just like hold the space of the room and do nothing the whole time if that's what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and honing that has been really a big part of this journey, too. It's the doing more doesn't necessarily mean I'm doing more. Um, yeah. But, that's a whole nother topic yeah
0: <laughs> so good yeah and I also love how you go in and like you talk I you talk to me about it you know just like how much you love supporting moms after birth because they need it you know they're healing they have this new baby it's I feel like a lot of people that you work with it's their first baby correct yeah. me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. and they I don't know what they're doing and and you go in and like you're there like you're there like mothering moms you yes. know, is like how I project what you're telling me that like you go in and yes. cook meals. By the way, Mandy is like an amazing cook. It's like <laughs> insane. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hire her if anything for that. <laughs> Another Make thing I love. Yeah. And, you know, like you're helping with the baby and laughing and all mm-hmm. these things I have no idea about, you know, <laughs> so like, what does that look like? The You know, the postpartum doula work that you do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's funny. When I first started this journey, I was very much like, I want to, I want to attend birth. So I want to be in the birth room. It's so exciting. It's so intense. Yeah. And I got trained as a postpartum doula at the same time. I was like, it's a good thing to have, you know, mm-hmm. cause I've been a nanny for most of my life as well. So I know what it's like to go into people's homes and, you know, care for them. And I was like, I'll do the postpartum part too, you know, we'll see if I wind up using it. I, have been postpartum doula-ing for a while now, some years, and I I am obsessed with it. I love it maybe (laughs) almost more than birth, if not the same amount as birth. And that was unexpected. Um, There is something just so delicious about being with a new mama and a new baby in all of the hormonal changes and all of the tears and all of the winds and all of the scary things that she's like I've never seen this before what why is there a milk bubble coming out of his nose and I'm like it's totally <laughs> normal like this is how you know he was just laying down so it came out of his nose <laughs> instead of his mouth and <laughs> all these like fun these fun beginnings and these these moments where these mamas are just coming and stepping into their role this new role and there's so much happening for them. And it's so exciting to be a part of that, even in the mundane, you know, in the, in the you know, I have to shower and there's spit up all over me and there's poop everywhere. And like, I yeah. just kind of love it. Um, yeah. Not that I wish that chaos on anyone at all, but I do really well in it. Um, and I just, I love having to center myself in my own nurturing feminine before yeah. I enter into a space. I have to bring the energy that I am most desiring to transmit. And they have to feel that for me. They have to feel that everything's okay. Like Mm. I'm doing it. I got this. Okay. And so I'm, I'm really like mirroring the, the calm nervous system that I'm wanting them to be able to tap into as they navigate this craziness, because it is, and it's hormonal. It's inside of their bodies. They can't make it, you know, change. They can't change it or slow it down until it runs its course. But I love that I get to be that. Like I get to model that. And it just puts my own body in such a yummy place. And oh, I just love it. I come home from those postpartum visits and my partner's just like, Oh, you feel so good. And I'm all mushy and gooey. And it really oh. it gives me just as much as it does them.
0: I'm just like imagining you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny I'm like baby's just had their first explosive poop and Mandy's just like oh sweet totally. baby and totally oh you're so it's okay you know just like imagining you like knowing you totally just so loving and calm and you're like okay like handling anything you know yeah. with ease and yeah. how much peace you're bringing these these moms, like, yeah. God, it's got to, you know, it's scary, like bringing a human into the world and you don't totally. know. And just totally. like, you're like a soothing bomb to these mothers.
1: <laughs> I really try to be. Yeah. But, but in a, in a way that doesn't also doesn't like shame them for having intense emotions and having anxiety yeah. and being really sad. It's like, just like, yes, 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 yes. To all of this. Yes. To the poop explosion. Yes. To crying right now. Yes. To feeling like you can't do this. Like just yes. Yeah. This is what it's all about. And mm-hmm. Oh, I love this one story. If I could share it kind of yeah, it encompasses a bit of why I love about this work. Um, I had a client, um, I don't know, maybe six months ago who I started working with and Uh, she, I came for my first postpartum visit with her. The baby was four days old and they were in bed and the baby was all bundled up and he was kind of, you know, fussy and maybe he was hungry. You know, we were going to try to figure out what he wanted. And I was just like, why don't we all just get naked? Like not me. (laughs) Why don't, why don't we just like take the baby out of his clothes? No diaper. Let's put a towel down, let him pee everywhere. Why don't you just take your shirt off, take everything off and just like, just see see what, what happens from that. And she was like, okay, um, we'll try. And she puts him on her body and they're both skin to skin. And I could just feel the whole room take a deep ah, breath. Yeah. And that baby calmed right down. And the mom just started crying these really peaceful tears. And she was like, I mm-hmm. haven't, I haven't done this since I've gotten home. Cause I've been mm-hmm. so overwhelmed. She's like, I haven't even looked at my baby. Like, look at him, look at his feet, look at his legs. And they're having this moment together Mm -hmm. where they're just like being in the most natural way possible. Yeah. And, oh, what a gift to, to not only witness that, but to just have invited her into that, that she Mm -hmm. could have that moment and do the most natural thing. And it's what that baby wanted. And I don't know how I knew that, but I just did. And I, I love that about myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I thought you knew that. You <laughs> know these things. Like you're so intuitive and like yeah, and so knowledgeable, you know, it's just like mm. a combination of like you study so much and I you're do. always learning. Like I'm like, you're always like this certification and that certification. And I'm like, You're gonna have taken every single birth certification out there.
1: <laughs> you know, like I I like variety. If I'm in one place too long, I'm like, okay, where am I traveling to? Like I, uh-huh. and this work, this work requires that I be in one place. I need to show up for these mamas every day yeah. I Need to be available for whenever that baby wants to come. I'm there. And so I, I love this work because it can grow and change with me. Like when I have my own baby, like if I can't attend births, I can yeah. do postpartum work while baby naps or, you know, Josh can watch them, watch my kid for, our kid for a few hours, or I can, I can teach more. I can become a Mm -hmm. lactation consultant. I, you know, I just took an infant massage workshop and I'm like, I want to massage all the babies. (laughs) I can teach mamas how to do that. And it can just change. There are so many avenues and aspects of this work. And I, I find myself to be fascinated by every single one of them.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So I anticipate this work is going to really change as I grow and my family grows. And yeah, Yeah. for variety's sake too, I get to, I get to dip my toes in so many, so many different pools.
0: Yeah. There's so much. And I'm forgetting the name of the one that you're in now. Is it hypnotic? What is it? It's called hypnobirthing. 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 Yeah. 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 you describe what that is? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm teaching hypnobirthing. I'm, Working towards finishing my certification at the moment. Um, So, hypnobirthing is a childbirth education class that teaches women how to self hypnotize, how to get in a calm, relaxed state so that the body can really do what it needs to do in birth. Um, We learn a lot about how different hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, like directly relate to a decrease in oxytocin and endorphins and all the yummy things that we want flowing through the body to allow it to open to birth easily. So how do we maintain relaxation to allow all those yummy hormones to do their work and Mm. bring baby as, as easily as possible. And I'm like undulating as I'm saying this, because it's like, (laughs) ah, I feel it in my body. (laughs) Ah." Yeah. So we learn a lot of, um, you know, meditation techniques, Uh, We learn affirmation, breath work, um, movement, you know, some philosophy about what hypnosis is, how to get into a hypnotic state. And we learn tools about how, how to draw upon these tools when you're in the most intense moment of your life. Mm. Um, It requires practice, but it's a beautiful, beautiful modality that really works for some people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can like be like in class all you want. And then the moment comes and it is, (laughs) Not what you expected, and you're like, holy yeah. shit like- out
1: the window. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck this relaxation bullshit. Give me your hand. I'm gonna <laughs> squeeze it and clench my body as hard as I can.
0: Which is the opposite <laughs> of what you want for a baby opposite. to come. Through. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sure it's so healthy for baby too. And baby's coming you know, out the birth canal from, like, a real, like, an I don't know how relaxed you can be during birth, maybe very relaxed, but Mm -hmm. from a mom who was, like, a a regulated nervous system, who's like, I got this, and baby comes out, and, you know, in, like, a healthy, peaceful way. It's peaceful as possible. Coming out into the world is, I'm sure, a shock for a little, yeah, tell us about that. Do you know anything about that? Like, Mm. (laughs) when baby comes out, like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Of you do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it depends on the baby. It depends on the pregnancy. It depends on the mama and how she's feeling. There's so many factors, but I've I've witnessed babies come out really calm, like they don't cry yeah. and they're just looking around. And there's this this peace, like they're just integrating. Like, okay, I'm here. Or maybe they don't even realize that they're not in the womb mm-hmm. anymore, which is also fascinating that is a peaceful birth. Um, and other babies who like right away are screaming and, you know, and I don't think either one's better or worse. Like that baby who's mm. screaming is like, I'm alive. Like, Whoa, what just happened? And moving, <laughs> moving an energy, you know, the way that we have had to learn how to do as adults because it got taken away from us somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, but the calmer and honestly, the the less medication in a person's system when they're birthing, generally the baby's more alert and more, you know, um, aware of what's happened and able mm. to then breastfeed and bond with mom and make yeah. eye contact and hear her voice and, and do all those amazing golden hour things with her, um, from a state of, of being clearer. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. And what are some suggestions? Like, what do you teach your moms or your parents? Like when baby comes out, like what are some things that you do immediately?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, when baby comes out, there's actually like a bunch of really, really freaking cool things about that moment when baby comes out. So when baby comes out, um, ideally they're placed right on the mama's belly or chest and (laughs) While they're on the mama's chest, they're wriggling around doing what's called Uh the breast crawl. And they're kind of like army crawling their way up to the breast. And what that does is it needs on the uterus, which then helps the placenta Uh be born. Wow. It's this like feedback of amazingness. And even to backtrack, what gets that baby crawling up to the breast in the first place is because the breast, the nipple starts to smell like amniotic fluid like naturally, because that is what the baby has been smelling its whole existence. And so it will recognize it on the nipple.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And this is not something that we can detect. Like if you're not, you know, if you just had a baby and you go to smell your own nipple, which you're probably not going to do, it's not like you're going to be like, oh yes, that's amniotic fluid. You wouldn't know <laughs> what that's like. Um and also throughout you know, pregnancy, the nipple gets larger and darker. And this is so that it's a bullseye for baby to see because babies have pretty poor sight upon being born. They've got great hearing and, um, great like sensory, you know, abilities, but sight kind of sucks for them. Um, so they see high contrast, they see black and white. Um, and Mm. so if the nipple gets darker and smells like amniotic fluid, they're going to crawl their way up to it which then supports the placenta and being born. Um, so it's just this lovely symbiotic, you know, cycle. And it's just so divinely designed. Like we couldn't come up with this if we tried, you know, I
0: was just going to say like, Holy shit. Like how, I mean, okay, God, like really, you know, like it's just, there's just things that are just cannot be scientifically explained, you know, like the fact that, that our human body can do this—it's like yeah. truly a miracle. So yeah. we talked about placenta. I'm curious That's... about your thoughts on placenta. My thoughts on placenta? Yeah, um... I feel like it, it was like it's like a. I feel like there was a while where it was like such a thing where like moms, you know, had their placenta. I don't know what they do with it. Encapsulated. You know I mean? Yeah. and like, yeah. do you have any thoughts
1: on it? Or you know, I don't really know a ton about like the research behind it from, from my understanding, it's controversial whether it helps or not. Um, I've had experiences working with mamas who have taken placenta encapsulation pills and found that to be really helpful. Like intuitively they're like, I feel like I'm recovering well. And then I've also worked with mamas, one mama whose feet were really itchy at night for some reason. Uh She was like, I don't know why I feel like it's the pills, the placenta pills. And I'm like, why don't you stop for a night or two and see what happens? She stopped and she's like, they're not itchy anymore. I'm not taking them anymore. <laughs> <gasps> wow. So I have no idea what that is. Um, so what I tell mamas is like, it can be beautiful and it might not feel helpful. What yeah. does your gut say about it? Do you feel like you want them? Because if you do, they will probably benefit you. You'll probably feel this lovely, like, mm, I'm doing the thing that I decided I wanted to do. I'm you know, honoring a certain tradition that I believe in and it's going to nourish you. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. You can, you can take your placenta and bury it under a tree outside and always think of this tree being related to, to your pregnancy and your birth. You can do anything you can. Mm -hmm. I think there are some traditions where they like hang the placenta after the birth. And this is a a way of alerting everyone that they've had a baby. I think it can be because it's grown. It's the only organ that belongs to the baby it is grown for the baby. It comes out when the baby comes out. Wow. So, you know, honoring it in whatever way yeah. feels right for you. But I think it does deserve some honoring because it's just the most gorgeous thing. It's the patterns of, of vasculature on the on the placenta wow. look almost like the tree of life in some cases. It's just, it's, they're gorgeous.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they I filter. Knew. I, knew I love that you say that. I'm like, oh. And you're like, wow. You're so
1: gorgeous. I always try to look at the placenta at birth, or at least invite mama, like, do you want to see your placenta? You know? If uh-huh. she if she's not like so enthralled with baby, I'm like, do you want to look up for a minute and look at this thing that you made in your body? You made this. <laughs>
0: God, it's so <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah. was like I think we talked about this the other day too. It's like yeah, by the time I have my body, I'm just throwing the desire in the cauldron that you've like taken some course on orgasmic birthing so that I can have an orgasmic birth so that I can, because I can feel in my own body and my own fear. I've always been like, whenever I have a baby, give me the drugs, you know, like, I don't actually want that. But there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if I can do it without them. But I'm like, well, mm-hmm. if I had orgasmic birth coaching, then I mm-hmm. might sign mm-hmm. up for a birth without it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear yeah. you. You mm-hmm. know, it just seems so scary. Like your vagina tears all the way open, like O M
1: S G. Okay. It does not. Okay, always. then tell me. <laughs> in some cases, it does. There uh-huh. are lots of things you can do to prep in advance. Uh-huh. The perineum, you know, perineum massage, having a hot compress on the perineum when pushing, all these things moisturize the tissue and help it expand. Yeah, um, but honestly birth birth we think about birth as a scary thing because all of the media and tv shows and things that we see about it are some lady on a street corner screaming when her water breaks and hailing a cab and rushing to the hospital this is not what birth is like birth takes time Mm. birth is slow in a lot of cases of course birth can be very fast and you know we see these videos of people delivering in cars you know, but the reason we see them and they're so fascinating to us is because they don't happen very often. It's like a plane crash. Uh-huh. It's like not a thing that's going to happen very often. <laughs> yeah. Um. But birth in and of itself, like it doesn't have to be painful or scary. And it's portrayed that way. And oh. it's medicalized and it's thought of as a medical emergency. And people think they need to be in a hospital to do it. And Being in a hospital with an IV, with beeping, with that hospital smell, that's going to create tension in the body. It's going to make you clench. And then that's what creates pain. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's like chicken or egg, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, just to challenge challenge your perception. No, Um,
0: please do. (laughs) I I want you to.
1: (laughs) And also, you know, like in all the things I know and have witnessed, I have no idea what karmically this mama, this baby are coming in with, what they need to experience in this humongously pivotal moment. We can Mm -hmm. plan all we want, all the hypnobirthing, all the everything we think is going to happen. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I know is that whatever happens was pretty much exactly perfectly meant to happen. And that can be challenging if what happened isn't what you wanted to happen, Mm. but- you know, in my own life, when bad shit happens, I, I'm able to, you know, to the best of my ability, take responsibility. Somehow I asked for this somehow I ordered this up, you know, and what am I going to learn from it? And Mm -hmm. I think the same goes for birth, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily telling people this in the moment while they're experiencing pain or having to have a C-section that they didn't want. But Mm -hmm. I think in hindsight, if, if mamas are willing to, you know, look at what happened and process it deeply and grieve it and feel it and do it with their babies in some cases Mm -hmm. those babies need to hear those stories and move and sound and and process and and learn like why was it this way yeah and a lot of times when babies hear a mama saying her birth story they'll start to like cry or or or, you know become restless and it's them moving their own energy in regards to the process too yeah. So, you know, that has to happen when both mom and baby feel ready, you know, to do that. But, yeah. 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 I feel like there was a thread that I missed somewhere. You asked about something and I lost that's
0: it. Perfect. You went where you were supposed to yeah. go. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, mm. thank you for that. Yeah. No, I think that's it's so necessary for people to know that it doesn't have to be a scary thing, you know, cause I'm always just like, Oh my God. like. Yeah you know, it's scary. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like a medicine journey. Like I, I get quite scared when I'm going to take, you know, a medicine that's going to take me on a ride and birth is a psychedelic medicine journey, like no other. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's scary. Maybe it's going to show you your darkest. I can't do it. I want to give up. I can't, you know, like your biggest fears about how your life will be or what's going to happen. And It's just Mm. my 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 favorite thing to do in a journey when that's happening is like try to just say yes. Just say yes. And I keep reminding these mamas, like, say yes to this search and it's coming. Say yes Mm -hmm. to this. Like your baby's coming. Don't forget that. At the end of this, we get you know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So easy to forget. (laughs) It's so easy to
1: forget, you know? It's like your (laughs) baby. Every one of these is leading you closer to your baby.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's just, it's so nuanced, you know, I think so. I mean, I think about, you know, in the world of Vista, which is how we met, we talk about, you know, shamanic initiations and Mm -hmm. we go through them in life. Like every part of our life, every portal into a new place is a shamanic initiation and birth is certainly one of them, (sighs) you know, and it's like, you can prepare all you can, But the journey itself is like, it's going to go where, where it is supposed to go. You're going to learn what you need to learn, even if it's really fucking hard, you know? And then there's also this aspect of surrender of like, okay, I prepared the best I could. And this is what's happening, you know, like there is a certain part that is out of our control and like this baby is going to come how it wants to come.
1: Yes, exactly. That's perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. How how to be okay with it not going your way, how to how to say yes to the hardest thing. Yeah. It's only two things are guaranteed, you know, that we will be born and that we will die. Like it's just I can't oh, think of a bigger things. No. There are no two bigger experiences
0: <laughs> that exist. A, it's such a trip and, and I've had friends who are moms who are like, Wow, I, I just gave birth to a being that will die. Yes. You know, it's just like the wildest, craziest thing yes. to be like, I gave birth to this baby and at some some point it will die. Yes. <laughs> and that mother now and father
1: forever are wearing their heart on the outside of their body. And yeah. that being is sovereign and can do whatever it wants and is on its own karmic path that has nothing yeah. in some cases to do with his parents or her parents. Yeah, It's just like how vulnerable it is to be a parent yeah to just set free this thing that you grew and brought here and to not try to own it tame it you know like it's of you but it's not yours that's my perspective at least (laughs) that's a parenting a whole nother topic (laughs) Tell that to my mother, okay? <laughs> and mine.
0: <laughs> You're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> tell that to my Jewish mama, totally. No, no, it's just with so much love. It's like mm-hmm. and I do, I, I think about this with my own mom It's like just I mean, my parents, I'm so freaking lucky and blessed. Like they love me so much. And they've learned. Now I'm 34. I feel mm-hmm. like just in my mom, I'm talking to her today and she's like, Aren't you proud of me? I didn't try to tell you what to do there. <laughs> Four years, mom. And then I, you know, but then it's so cute because now I could be like, okay, mom, great job. You know, totally. Like, you
1: parent her right back.
0: Uh, so it, it, yeah, it's turned into this beautiful thing. But That's totally. God, yeah, a whole other thing. But something else I'm curious about. I'm like, oh my goodness, we've already been talking almost for an hour. Like, I just, like, I, don't know, I told you before you got on. Yeah, so sweet. She's like, I've never, I was like, girlfriend, no, let me get you talking about birthing and it's going to be like, you're just gonna be like, got so it's much. so
1: true. And I feel like with each question you ask and I give my answer, I'm like, I haven't even scratched the surface of what like I could say. There's so much. There's so There's much.
0: So much. And yeah, the last question I'll ask you is, you know, this piece around moving from maiden to mother. Like you usher, like you know, you support these women through that. Like, I mean, talk about like surface scratch. Like I am, you know, there is a grieving, like there is a death that happens. Like the second you conceive, like we're, we're, we've been maidens and we're out and about in the world and our lives are, you know, and then all of a sudden you're moving into motherhood. Like I'm curious if you could just touch upon that just a little bit because i'm curious for myself i'm like oh my god well i really actually kind of honestly view it like maiden to queen to mother Mm, i feel like the queen gets missed you know the maiden Mm. maiden is like she's like doing what she wants she's fancy Mm. free and then they move into the queen and she's like i know what the fuck i want she's unwavering Mm. she knows her worth her truth and she will not deal with the things that probably the maiden put up with you know mm. what I mean? Totally. So Yeah. Let's say queen to mother. I'm curious. Like, uh, I, love I love that.
1: I love that because the queen is choosing this partner to do it with, and mm-hmm. is choosing the circumstances. And there's like, yep. this, yeah, this very active choosing in in maybe yeah. some situations and not all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that queen to mother. I mean, you know, it's so different for everyone, and. It's such a personal journey. I'm like, how to speak to this? Oh, yeah, it's so big. It's so big. And often in in my postpartum work, we're we're talking about this, and in, in not quite in the shamanic terms, depending on my client yeah. and you know what their orientation is to this. But there's so much grief that needs to to come yeah. through about this loss of of freedom in some cases in access to your own body and like having something on you all the time. If, if breastfeeding is what you're doing and, and your whole orientation as a mother is to this being is what, what is needed and it's outside of you. And in the maiden, it's like, what's, what's going on in my world and mother Mm -hmm. it's what's happening outside. And it's, it's not necessarily how it should be. Ideally the mother is, is also mothering, within and she has yeah. support around her so that she can be mothered in mm-hmm. her mothering and that's part of what I do is mother her but it is it's it's such a big transition and it takes time it's in some cases the mama you know she's a mama the moment she's pregnant i think that people when they're pregnant they're parenting in just their decision making yeah. what am i going to eat what care provider am i going to use where am i going to birth what are my birth choices that i'm going to make this is parenting you know, you're, you're doing this on behalf of this being as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, mothering begins before the baby even comes, but it's one thing to be a mother and to do mothering. And then it's one thing to embody the archetype of the mother and feel like the Mm -hmm. mother. And that sometimes takes a little while to come online Mm -hmm. and we still, question ourselves. And like, I don't know what he needs that. I'm like, you know, exactly what he needs, you know, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, that transition takes time. And unfortunately, in some cases, the postpartum period is like most intense right in the beginning, because yeah. there's so much newness. And that's when that new mother needs the most nurturing. So, yeah. and that's when the baby needs really the most nurturing too. Mm-hmm. So having extra help is I think of vital importance in most cases, mm-hmm. um, but I, I haven't made that transition yet. You know, I want to have baby in a couple years. Yeah, you know, that's the plan, and yeah. I'll be able to speak more to to that. You know, maiden to mother, maiden to queen, to mother when I go through it. And you know, I've just witnessed it in so many different ways. People have yeah varying experiences with it, but it's powerful and huge, and it takes time mm. and grief.
0: Yeah.
1: Grieving, grieving that that free, free spirited young one within and then finding that again in motherhood, Mm -hmm. you know, because that those qualities of the maiden don't have to go away. There's some energies from that 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 need, I think, to come into motherhood to feel like you're a person outside of this role that you play right you know and then there's a coming back to that 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 happens a little further down the line I think yeah
0: totally I hope
1: that answers your question
0: <laughs> it's so good <laughs> <laughs> nuance I'm like god I could go on forever too it's you know. like yeah because then you give birth and then like you probably lose yourself for a while and then you gotta fight you know there's just like so many facets yeah, yeah. it's and crazy. also the, the
1: dad or or other partners yeah changing in their role and what that means and what yes. it's like to show up as a partner for yeah. a being that you've created. It's, Ooh, it brings, brings so much like the protector, the primal and mm. Mm, there's so much going on there. It's so juicy and witnessing men step up into fatherhood. Oh, oh
0: my God. That turns me on. Oh, like, me too. Talk, about, talk about the protector provider. I'm like, oh. <laughs> me too
1: seeing dads at the park playing with their little kids is like the hottest thing in the whole world it's just you know,
0: that's why dads attitude. are so hot is because yep. we're so attracted to that like protector like it yep. it is yeah yeah totally wow mm. i was gonna say something else let me see what was it mm-hmm. oh yeah i wanted to talk about like what you have coming up because i know you teach in you have a in-person class coming up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I start
1: teaching, um, a hypno birthing series on September 18th. Uh-huh. Um, I teach at brilliant births in Berkeley at the moment. Um, but I also teach privately. So I've, I've mm-hmm. taught some private clients. So I like doing that. I can do private or group. Um, so that's coming up. Um, I have a few series coming up throughout the winter, but that's the next yeah. one. Um, yeah. And I'm taking birth and postpartum clients. I'm I'm pretty full until December, but I have some little, little room, but yeah, I'm always going to always be wanting to do this work. So whenever anyone's listening to this podcast and, and wants to chat about this or, you know, get some support, I'm, I'm
0: sure I'll be available. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll put like links, how to find you and contact you and put in an inquiry with you. We'll put them in the show notes for any of you sweet mamas who, who need help in the in the bay area because you'll help all around berkeley and you have a you know like that mm. area there yeah east totally bay yeah east bay but um josh and i are maybe thinking
1: of moving to you know the sonoma county area in yeah. the coming months so um you know north bay san francisco Marin, yeah. east bay all of that good stuff yeah, yeah. Happy, we'll to travel travel. happy to travel happy to travel for really resonant clients, you know? Absolutely. Totally. Aww. Wow. I'm happy to fly. Like, like wherever you are in the world, having your baby, like I'm flying.
0: Like I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, in I a have heartbeat. a baby like summer in like the Caribbean and we're just like, <laughs> not, Ab- I don't know. <laughs> absolutely. You let
1: me know in advance. I will fly. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, yeah. I really hope to combine travel yeah. and this work. Oh, I'm remembering you asked about orgasmic birth. That was that was the thread. That was the thread. <laughs> yes, that is a dream of mine to start yeah. studying the way that sexuality, sexual energy, mm-hmm. play a role or can play a role when invited into the birth space, and how yeah. that can lead to such juicy, satisfying, more easeful births because babies yeah. come in the way they want to come out, and it's with yumminess. I do. All those yummy love hormones. So I I'm so glad I remembered that you had mentioned that because that is, uh, that's coming down the pipeline for me, for sure. As I embody, embody this work more and feel more and more comfortable showing up in the ways that I already am. I really Mm. want to expand and welcome people wanting to explore sexual energy and inviting couples to feel safe to do that with me there. Mm. Like, you know, that's, That's something I really want to do. I'm really glad I got to say that.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad that that is like what you brought up. I'm like, that's like the most epic closing note. Yeah. Yes. That's so fitting for Serving Love podcast. Yes. (laughs) Serving
1: love. Serving Jesus, Serving
0: love, which Mm -hmm. is totally what you are here doing on this planet. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. For showing up in service to the world in this way, because we need you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for, for thinking to have me and, and thinking of what yeah. I do as, as yeah, worthy of sharing yeah. with everyone. And oh my goodness, I think it's so goodness. important and I'm, I'm glad that the world world is starting to wake up to how important it is too. you know, doulas are becoming yeah. much more mainstream, which yeah, bring it on. We need more doulas. So yeah, thank you for Yay. giving me this platform to share about this thing that I'm just so freaking lucky to be able to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. And until next time serving love, I love you all. Thank you for listening to serving love podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me on social media as Meredith Flynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love.